0: Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir in Nishmas Ruzan Bas Rachamah Nezer. The Shabbos Pashach uh, Kisavim. That of Shabbos would be Tezvav El, Baruch Hashem, Bar Leinot Teva. Tezvav El is the day of the Siastus of Temchitmim, the day that Temchitmim, Rabbi Rashad established the Yeshiva, which for us basically is a very, very strong beginning, a very fundamental A cornerstone in our lives. The Rebbe Shabb wanted a yeshiva that was more well-rounded. Nigla the teda and nista the teda—the hidden parts of teda—as well as the regular halacha, the regular shulchan and the regular shas and Paskim and farshim top of that also the Rebbe wanted very very importantly that the Chassidim should learn Chassidus. Now, obviously there were those they're not masculine per se but there were those that were called almost like masculine they weren't the Havdl actually the masculine were not exactly the, the, a positive term but a Chassid that sat and studied Chassidim so they was considered a masculine He is about Seichel His Seichel, his mind, his gr- grasp Was totally deeper and, and, and More entrenched In the secrets and the of the Sadists of Teda. But yet One needs to learn How to behave How to act How to live how to follow the directives of Hashem, and although Chassidus tells us exactly how, Chassidus takes us to another level. Chassidus take takes us to a level of Lefnim above the law. There's the law. There's halachas. I'm not going to go into at all any halacha that is halacha regular and halacha Lefnim Mishuris Sadin. It's not. It's not something that you can deal with on a regular shir. It's not something you can discuss in a sentence where someone could take out of context something that's going to be totally, totally off the charts. So we're going to leave it at that. But there are mitzvahs that one can do and be yaitzeh with the mitzvah in other words I fulfilled my not potential I fulfilled my obligation then the very same mitzvah can be taken to a greater level and fulfilled in a more stringent fashion which is would be called Lifnim Mishur above the law. Not above the law, I'm sorry, but greater, in a greater level. Understand, of course, sometimes a person takes things out of, totally out of proportion. and they have unfortunately derogatory terms for those people Um, one needs to understand that the world is a world physical realm and therefore we need to live and exist within the physical parameters of the world Mm -hmm. we also need to understand that we need to keep the word of Hashem, because the entire world's existence is in order to, make a dwelling place for Hashem. And therefore, that said, one needs to constantly understand and constantly monitor their own actions, in their own life, how they are fulfilling their obligation to HaKadosh Baruch Because that's an ongoing obligation, that's an ongoing mission. And that's something that we cannot deter from, we cannot turn away from, we cannot deviate. Many times, many such mitzvahs get or become very, very difficult, or become very, very testing and trying, And we really need to throw ourselves into, we really need to push ourselves that extra level, that extra step. Is it as simple as it sounds? Not at all. Not at all, because unfortunately we do have to face a Yad Sahara. And we have to sometimes not just face the Yitzhara, we have to go head on with the Yitzhara in order to be able to conquer the Yitzhara, in order to be able to persevere and do what we need to do and get where we need to get. Chedesh El is that very lesson. The month of El is a month for all practical purposes in people's lives a month of transition unfortunately somewhere the custom became (coughs) the months of Av and Tammuz Tammuz and Av people are on vacation as we may call them Air quotes, and they take the vacation to a whole different level. They take vacation to a spiritual level as well. There's no such thing as a free lunch. There's no such thing that a person today has to act this way and tomorrow has to act more stringent or less or more or lax. Teda is nitzchis. Teda is perpetual and Teda is forever. And it doesn't matter summer, winter, fall or spring. A woman's attire needs to be tsnius. Yes, I understand that you could tell that a woman will tell you that it's stifling, it's hot. And wearing, it's a married woman wearing a shaito. You try it for an hour and see how you're going to like it. Lashem we came out of Mitzrayim. Not for naught do we say that in their merit we got out of Egypt. Not for naught do we say that we left Mitzrayim and we didn't leave Mitzrayim once. We leave Mitzrayim on a constant basis. We're perpetually leaving Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim being not only the word Egypt, but also from the word Midsarim boundaries, restrictions, and restraints. And it was the of the Nashim Sitkhaniyas. The of the woman that is ultimately the ultimate um, devotion, dedication and level of tzniyus, in the hottest of days, in that merit, more than even the man putting on tefillin every day, or any other level, any other mitzvah, more than anything, the nefesh the woman has. And of course, today's day and age is even worse, because women can walk around in the street, and they see other women shall we say, getting away with it. Not being totally stringent or overly, overly stringent with their, that level. I'm not building a shit around women's sneers. I simply cite it as an example. Because unfortunately for the men, they don't have anything that's that strong. Yeah, a man has to eat kosher. Yeah, the man has to be careful what he eats and how he eats, where he eats it. Yes, a man has to put on tefillin, has to have mehudadik, tefillin, has to be tefillin, that they're 100% kosher. Yes, a man has obligations, davening of the minyan, three times a day. Yes, a man has many, many, many different myriad of mitzvahs. And yes, a man has things that are beyond difficult. But yet, for the most part, it's the Nashim Sitkaniyas that persist. It's the righteous women that prevail and that come through in the flying colors and leave the men in the dust the man learns Chassidus and the man learns nigla, and the man learns before Davening and the man learns after Davening the man davenes three times a day with him and the man is, is careful with that. With his Amen, Amen Yehish Meir But one little conversation in the middle of Kaddish, show. One little conversation, Chassashon, in the middle of Sashatz. One word in the middle of Kriya That's That's severe and we don't understand even the severity behind it but yet unfortunately we become lackadaisical lackadaisical in it and we let it slide shall we say truth to be told you have a rare on rare occasion someone that we think and look at as like a strange oddity that will not talk in shul at all not when he takes off his twill not when he's wearing twill not when, he, not when he's leaving shul talk to me outside this person though in his arati will never talk during kaddish will never talk during kriya Seteh, will never talk during chadashashat because he doesn't talk in shul unfortunately the Yitzhah creeps into even such a person and something has to be said sometimes and we, 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 so we take the beginning of the Siddur we look at the other chart and we try to tell the person with the letters of the other phase. it is within the realm of Kiddush's basicness of sanctifying the Holy Temple of the Sanctuary but nonetheless you are being Messiah Das as we call it we are no longer thinking and concentrating on Shul on the Kedush the sanctity of the place if women were told they can't talk in Shul which they are (laughs) they would be better at it than we are as much as they have so much more to say than we do but that's not a task that women are tasked with there in the ladies section which is not directly in front of the Ark, the Holy Aram Kadesh and therefore although they sometimes don't hear even the Kadesh they answer Amir mei Yishmir the tilum that they're sitting and saying even if the friend has something to say to them and even if you have input in what the friend said it's it pales in comparison to the man talking in Shul in his tefillin or in the middle of davening talking to the emishta how much more so today unfortunately during a weekday where people literally take out their phones in the middle of Davening to look at, to think, and to see and to hear what's going on someone text them Someone. I once asked somebody as I speak in Shul sometimes I once asked somebody literally after Sheminesa they went out of and they took out their phone from their pocket I said, the that answers you right away tells you how your Sheminesa was you're checking right away to see what your score is how did you score on that Sheminesa? What's wrong with you? What were you? In other words, you were thinking... I didn't continue. That's all I asked. I didn't elaborate, Chaz Shalom. But what's wrong over here? Take the picture. It means the entire Sheminesa, he was thinking about what's going on in his phone. His phone was buzzing in his pocket. The whole Sheminesa was only concentrating on what's happening on the phone. And immediately after Sheminesa, he's saying, Oysa Shalom and he's taking out the phone to check what's going on. Who is running the world here? What's so devastatingly important? Granted, have we have to judge each person's merit. Maybe his wife's in labor. And he needs to be monitoring his phone to make sure that she needs to run to the hospital. Maybe he's single. <laughs> Anything it can be always done the like capscus for something. Somebody it's some kind of emergency that he needed to look at. Your best bet is not to bring the phone to show. At least, for Shachas, you're going for a longer time. Shachas, you're in shul, for basically, from when you leave the house to you come it's usually an hour in most people's lives. And therefore, you have to have a phone. You don't know what's going to happen, what could happen, what you need. And besides, on the way home from the shul, you need to pick up eggs and milk always. And that's a text that you get from your wife. Even if you're not passing a grocery. Um, so therefore, that said well, let's say we give you a pass for shakras to have your, the, your phone many people use their phone to straighten out that film they look at they have a mirror in their phone or they have the picture on their phone whatever. they take the camera they turn it on and they look and they see how to straighten out that film beautiful, wonderful we find the use for everything in the world physical things in the world we find how to use them for Kedusha a Tamim a Tamim we said a few weeks ago I shaved him one needs to be full one needs to be complete one needs to understand from the Medani till the Hamapal from when they wake up in the morning until they go to bed at night their dedications their devotions their thought patterns their actions have to be for the betterment of the world and for making the I need to work I need to go to work yes you need to go to work at work you are working because you should have so you should be able to daven and learn you should be able to buy food which should be kosher to the highest standard and so that you can make a bracha before you eat it and a bracha after you finish you need to work at work I need to concentrate fully at my job I cannot think about God I cannot think about Tilm. I cannot think about let's not fool ourselves the most most stringent worker whether it's a physical labor that you're doing and you could, like, I know some people very, very righteous, very, very holy, and I respect them to the umpteenth level for it. They're always listening to some kind of terror lecture while they're working. They work with their hands, and they can afford it. It doesn't deviate from the concentration. They know exactly what they're doing with their hands, what they have to, what has to be done. And therefore, they can listen to something, a terror, ter- the sheer, a ter- ter- concept, or a whatever it might be. They're not wronging anybody, they're not stealing from their boss. And Ashrayim. Hashem should bless them with, with health and happiness and longevity. Hashem would, should bless them that their hearts and their desires should always be fulfilled. Because they're fulfilling every minute of they have with their true potential. Yes, you have a phone you have a person that has a, a phone job. They have to be on the phone the whole time. Can they listen to a sheer noodle on the phone? Probably not. But what can they think when they're on hold? What can they think? But they're waiting for the person to answer the phone. These pure thoughts are what we need to apply to our mind and to our hearts. This parsha kisabai begins with the mitzvah of bikurim. The first fruits. This is what it's all about. This is how one needs to live and serve the Hashem. Teres says, "Kisavai el ha'oretz." Actually, Teres says, "Vehoye kisavai el But kisavai el you come to the land. Shall Hashem and the Kehach naysin loch? Ve'la you will take mereshis kopi adamah from the first fruits. And what will you do with them? You'll gather them, and ve'halakdan la'mokim, you'll go to the place. As if Hashem, the Kehel, the Shaken, Hashem, the has given to rest there, chosen to rest there. V'hoya is a loshon simcha, joy. And obviously, this is talking about v'hoya, the simcha g'dayla, that also will be ultimately when kisav ayelaretz, when we will be brought to the land on a final basis in mashiach t'kenu the great simcha that we will have and how we will be able to take from everything and give off to the Yerusha so first and foremost here a Jew needs to know that whatever Haggadish Baruch Hu gives them the plentiful that they are blessed with comes from HaGadosh Baruch Hu and therefore the passage says clearly the land which God is giving you who is the one that gives us the constant blessing and the constant strength the mission of the person is to come to the land to gather and to receive the godliness and the Shefa and then to make from it bikurim Lashem the first fruits for God the receiving sometimes we don't know how to receive sometimes we find it difficult to receive Sometimes we don't trust the person that's giving it to us, and therefore it's difficult to think. We don't trust anybody, and therefore it's difficult to think and understand why is the person giving it to me. And then there are some of us that are not used to being given gifts. And they're not used to grasping, not not used to, but they're not yet the capacity, the capability of understanding and grasping what this unconditional emotion that the person, the giver has and how the person just wants to shower you with gifts just wants to see you happy, just wants to see you have everything you need and everything you could ever want you could ever think you wanted whether it be for a woman jewelry or nice ornaments or flowers or nice leather bound books whether it be for a man the the more frivolous things that men like. <laughs> but in the realm of Kedusha, in the realm of holiness, in the realm of sanctity, purification, when you give a gift and the person says, oh no, I have to give a gift back, that's not true. It's never true. The person gives you a gift and they want to give you the gift, they want you to have that gift. Like Hashem Everything that we have in the world, <coughs> we need to understand is Hashem and So even the person giving it to you, perhaps is forming a connection with you, perhaps is forming a bond with you when they're giving it to you, but they are a messenger from Baruch Barakhu, because this gift is coming from Hashem Lekacha. And therefore, you don't need to feel an obligation always they gave me, I have to give back for them. Yes, you need to understand that there's a concept of, of recognizing good. And therefore, somebody does something good for you, you have to understand that you don't have to repay it, but you have, you could, you, you should appreciate it. There's no may, there's no must, there's no adjective before that. Appreciation is something that should be inborn in a person where they understand the person that does something good for them they recognize the good that they did for them that's all it's not that they oh no become subservient to them it's not becoming their slave it's not becoming there's a connection forming yes but it doesn't make any it's it's not obligatory for many different reasons. First of all, because the person, the giver, for the most part, is givers that want you to just have something good. And most, and, and most importantly, because should Nasa Hashem you have to remember always, anything that comes to you, comes from the Whether it be tzedakah that a person gets to help them feed their family, whether it be tzedakah that a person gets to make a wedding, to make a bar mitzvah, to pay their house to pay their electric whatever it might be one needs to understand this is coming from the Abishta. the giver gave it to you and Asherahim that giver thank the giver and tell the giver thank you so much being the shliach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the messenger of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to give me this gift where is the gift coming from? HaShem tells us the pasha. the feeling of Mitzvah B'kudim, the person takes the mitzis of the land, of the, the most lowest level, which is land, and makes of this bikurim. He takes reishis kol pri domo, from the most exquisite and from the most beautiful, the first growing, and separates this and elevates it to Kedusha. You're taking the most mundane things, and turning them <laughs> into the most beautiful creations. And the tefillah, the prayer that a person says when he brings the bikurim, he asks, Baruch Hu, Hashkifa Hashemayim Yisrael, please look down upon us from your highest above, from heaven above, from your heavenly realm and bless the Jewish nation this request Hashkifah in the Teda is generally not a very positive thing but here the Jew requesting this in the Tefillah is turning it around is making it a positive and a clona to a bracha, a curse to a blessing. And therefore making this hashkifa sorry, the source of ultimate blessings and multitude. Brought down many many different places in the That the brings down the brings down what this Hashkifa is all about so as we said the Mitzvah Bikurim is a general reflection of the person's service to Hashem but more so and especially is connected to the month of Chodesh El in which we are now standing we know the acronym for Khaydish El is Anila Daidi, Ridaidi Lee, I to my beloved, my beloved to me, which is a quote from Shlima Melech in Sher This is also not only an acronym that happens to look and happens to fit with the letters of L, but this is a mainstay theme of the month. First and foremost, A person is obligated to work on themselves, as we say, to come to the land, which also is in Chedesh El Anila Daidi. The person turning the Ani of Baruch Hu to Daidi, my beloved. And when a person turns to Baruch Hu and makes this his whole life mission receive the immediate cooperation and help visit, literal help from HaKadosh Baruch from the Mila because it becomes Hashem Lekech, Lach, what God is giving you so in the Aved of El this helps us to receive in a way of Shefa, from the Godliness, it's source of Godliness itself, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, gives to us, and connects to us, making it Doidili, my beloved, to me. Chedish shines a light on us, for us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in the Yigimu Midas Herachim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's brachas that come down upon us throughout the month of Chedeshel come from the source of Yedgimam the 13 attributes of compassion and this is literally a reflection, a godly reflection a tremendous one that Akashbor literally gifts to the person, the strength to reveal the true inner essence of the person. <coughs> this is therefore the Ha'aretz Asher Shem Adikecha Neitsunach. In B'Rish Yisra the Chazal tell us, our sages tell us, Eretz